This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. KJ, we've got so much to get to in college football. Let's go ahead and just dive right into it. Obviously, we have seen the top eight teams as far as the college football playoff goes. I, for one, because where I went to school, we don't have a football team, at least not a real football team. So I'm rooting for as much chaos as possible over this weekend. Where are you as far as the chaos scale goes? Do you want like the traditional or are you hoping for absolute chaos when everybody's losing and we don't know what's going to happen with the college football playoff? Well, you know, the the matchups have changed over the years, and so have the dominant players, right? So there's no Nebraska-Colorado game that means anything anymore. The, you know, some of the the Alabama-Auburn game is kind of like, like really, that's, that's a game still? You know, so if there's one game that I have my eye on would be Ohio State-Michigan. And it's one because it's, it's really – because this year it feels like it's the ugliest this rivalry has gotten. And you almost feel like if Ohio State loses this game, do you fire the head coach right there on the sidelines, right? Because, like, you mm-hmm. can't even beat Michigan when the coach who cheats isn't there, right? Like, like it would almost feel like you're failing an open book test and I've given you three hours to complete it, you know? So that's the drama that I like with this Michigan situation. It feels very 90s WWE attitude error where it's like, Michigan's now the role of Stone Cold and pick whoever Stone Cold may like. And it almost feels like Ohio State's Mr. McMahon, right? Like, you know, like you're still in this, but for some reason you can't get some things done. And 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 that's what's interesting because knowing a little bit about the Michigan program and how they've built, it's really built from the ground up in the state of Michigan. With a lot of kids through youth football. Like there are kids who I know who are playing youth football that end up at Michigan and they tend to stay a little longer, right? Where at Ohio State, you know who the hot flavor of the month is, and they're going to be gone next month, right? We know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone after this season. So if Ohio State loses, and keep in mind, it's going to be an anticlimactic clean, but whoever wins that game plays Iowa, right? Like, <laughs> what a greater what a greater example to get rid of conference, you know, divisions yeah. in the conference. But I think that Ohio State-Michigan game, has that feeling of almost like a daytime drama or pro wrestling crescendo leading into WrestleMania. And that's, that's actually a good way to look at it. I'm going to bring in our audio producer, David Dykes from Double D up there in Chicago because he's a big college football guy. David, obviously you're a Penn State fan. You've got the Penn State sweatshirt on today. You're a Big Ten guy. Where do you fall on this game for Ohio State and Michigan? They're going to play that on Saturday, noon kickoff. 
And Wolverines minus three and a half favorite. That hook, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, that the hook is kind of that last thing where you go, ah, three seems about right, three and a half, maybe a bridge too far. Where are you on this one? Uh, first and foremost, I am all over Ohio State. Uh, I love the three and a half. I love that hook. I actually think Ohio State is going to win this game. Uh, okay. To me, I've watched both teams play my team, Penn State. I believe Ohio State had the better performance, had the more dominant performance. Michigan wore down Penn State's defense. Michigan's defense had three and outs throughout that second half. Uh, J.J. McCarthy didn't even throw in the second half. So, of course, the defense for Penn State got worn down, and finally Michigan started running the ball at big clicks. Now, early in that game, Michigan was giving up huge chunks of yardage to the Penn State running game. Won't even talk about the, the passing game. But in Penn State, Ohio State, the man, and I'm going to call him the man until proven otherwise because he is the best player in college football, bar none. Marvin Harrison Jr. absolutely took that game over. I've not seen a wide receiver take over a game like that in a very, very, very long time. To me, Penn State secondary is the best secondary in the Big Ten. They have two guys that are probably going to go early second, early third at the latest. Oh, Michigan doesn't have that. So I'm think my thought process is this is this is Marvin Harrison's game where he's going to go give me the Heisman. Do I think he's going to win the Heisman? No. Should he probably? Maybe. But I think this is Marvin Harrison's prove it game. He leads Ohio State to a victory over Michigan in the Big House. That's Can a bold a bold statement. Yeah, go ahead, KJ. Jump in. David, I have to add. I have to ask you this question, and I need you to lean into your Penn State self before I get into cover state you. Who do you hate more, Michigan or Ohio State? It honestly depends on the year. This year, it's Michigan. I cannot stand them this year. So here's what I'm going to say next. You just gave a theory that because David can beat up Bill and Bill can beat up KJ, that KJ can't beat up David, right? Like that – Like. That doesn't necessarily apply, right? Because each game styles make fights, if you will. I think that everything, because keep in mind, Michigan hasn't had their 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 conflicting moment since what the Penn State game was the first game. So they're they're in this whole other mode where you almost have to feel like, hey, is this conference out to get us? And we're going to try and absolutely choke out everybody. From here on out, the three and a half, I think this game comes down to whoever has the ball last and it's going to be a shootout, right? So that's why I would take Michigan and the three and a half because I think that last possession is the touchdown that puts them ahead. Ohio State may have a chance to go back and run it back. I think they don't convert. But I think Michigan is on such a roll without having, because Jim Harbaugh comes out of the shadows when the game is over, right? Like this is, it's all setting up for this huge crescendo of emotion that's going on. And like you said, they wore Penn State's defense down. Why? Because you know that the quarterback there cannot get you back from anything. 
So if you're able to, to wear down the best thing that you have, that is what I look at more so than what happened in this game versus what happened in this game with this particular team, right? So the narrative with Ohio State in the past, not so much this year, but in the past, is they tend to play down to their competition. They don't really beat teams the way they should be beating them. That's been a better thing for them this year. But this is a this Michigan situation is totally different than any of the years that Harbaugh has been there just because he's not there. And for the two of the three games that he's not there are the statement games of the season. So that's that's why I think Michigan has, you know, it, you, see, you hear the old the old mat, old adage that old college try. This is going to be the old college like like power lift. What what is the thing they call where people go, go do those those uh CrossFit? It's going to be like uh, like obnoxious like that. They are really going to be on some type of mission. Let me ask either one of you guys here. Because obviously this game, the winner of this game is going to be in the college football playoff. Because, again, I think we all agree that Iowa, while they have a fantastic defense, is not going to be able to score 17 or 20 points to win the Big Ten title game. So, whichever team loses, if this is a touchdown or less game, do they still get to the college football playoff? David, I'll ask you first. I, I think I think if it's this three-point game, or if it goes into overtime, yeah, I don't see how they drop out of the top four. I just don't. Unless, once again, once again, there, if there's another undefeated team out there like a, like the Florida State, which I think Florida State's going to lose in the next two weeks sometime, but if there's another undefeated team, you cannot leave that undefeated team, power five undefeated team, out of the top four. It's the only way I don't think they get it in. Either one of those teams is the first one-loss team at number four, I believe. Yeah, I'm with David. It would be very hard if Florida State wins out. You know, why would you punish them even if their quarterback's out? If anything, you say, okay, you're immediately the last of the four, right? Because you feel like you're the weakest. You know, who do you play in your conference championship? So whoever loses this game with one loss is going to need Florida State to lose somewhere or another one of these teams to, you know, Georgia fall on a banana peel against Alabama, something like that. So they need something like that to happen. So somebody else has to show up with a one loss in order for one of these teams to stay in the college football playoff because then now the one loss is a little more spread out. So, again, I can't see how you would keep, like David said, a power five undefeated team. I don't care what you – I mean, the ACC is just pretty much – they might as well play basketball on grass, you know, because it's it's just – some of those teams – I mean, it's just really bad for that division, for that conference. But you can't ignore them because that's what pretty much your charter says. If you're a power five conference team and you're undefeated, you're, you're a college football playoff team. Yeah, and it's never been – no undefeated Power 5 team has ever been left out of the college football playoffs. So, yes, if they beat Florida, if they beat Louisville, they're obviously going to be in. All right, uh, David, let's switch gears here real quick. Penn State at Michigan State today. I know you've said that you worry about them laying the 20-and-a-half. not going to talk about the money line. They're minus 1,600. That's just crazy. If you're going to lay the money line stuff at that number, I don't know what you're doing. What do you think about your Nittany Lions on the road at Michigan State – who is, by the way, an awful football team. Well, first off, they're playing for the most god-awful trophy 
in all of college football today. The the land grant trophy, whatever they want to call it. Um, once again, it comes down to what does it look like? Oh, it it's I can't. It's blocky and just bad. It, it, there's no describe. You just have to see it. It's horrible. It is absolutely god awful. And and self admittedly, they say it's probably one of the worst trophies in college football. That being said, I was looking for them against a a very lesser Rutgers team last week to look bad. And in that first quarter, they looked god awful. That defense didn't look ready to play. The offense looks the same. Even though they fired their OC, they're not taking deep shots. They're not throwing to their best wide receiver. Uh, Lambert Smith has had two catches in the last two games. That is awful. So, yes, do I worry about them winning the game? No, but covering a spread like that in Michigan State with a trophy on the line, as funny as that sounds. But Michigan State's going to be keyed up for this game. Do I I just, once again, it's one of those weird rivalry, non-rivalry games that sometimes things go sideways. So do I, I just don't think they're going to cover with all the issues that they have on the offensive side. All right, KJ, yeah, I'm kinda... I got to ask you about, I, I want to ask you, I want to move because we only got a couple minutes. We got to talk about Iowa, who's already in the Big Ten title game, we know, at Nebraska. But the total, KJ, is now down (laughs) to 25 and a half. KJ, can you trust this Iowa defense and Nebraska defense? I mean, this is a game that it could end up 14-13, and you would go over the number. Over can we trust these teams? 25 and a half cases? This is ridiculous. You know what's funny about this? This might be the game you watch and you tell them, punt, punt, punt. Yes. Just punt. <laughs> Please punt. You know, so don't go for it. Yeah. This is, I would, you know what? This would be more enticing if this was like a major league baseball game, right? If this was like an A's game, you would say, hey, this is pretty interesting. I might go with the over 25 and a half. Yeah, this is. This is embarrassing, right? Because here we're talking about Iowa, which will play in the Big Ten Championship, and then Nebraska, who's in a rebuild, right? But no points, right? Like, I, I, I'm just – who play – like, do they play their football on color television, right? This is how bad that is. So, you know what? I'm going with the under. This is going to be one of those 10-3 games. 14-3. Like, this is – this is why I'm disappointed in some of these games, man, this weekend. Like, I, I can I can almost sit out. Like, I'll watch the Penn State game because at 22 and a half, you know they baked in two and a half to see if James Franklin is going to fake a kneel and throw a touchdown, right? So, you know, right. I'd watch that. There's a drama in that with Franklin, like, cover, cover Franklin. But this game with a total of 25 and a half, and if someone scores two touchdowns, your over is in trouble. Yeah, like it's in, in jeopardy. So, yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Like, it's still amazing, too. It's amazing, too, that Iowa is getting two and a half in this game. They're the, they're the ranked team, and they're getting two and a half. It's amazing. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.